and welcome to The Advice Show. From advising clients to practice management, this podcast will give you UK and global insights into the financial planning profession. I'm Chloe, a reporter and new model advisor, and today we are talking about microservices and how they could transform the wealth management industry. So microservices is a type of software architecture used in building platforms by dividing the service they provide into smaller units. Um, so that would apply to platforms in, in the wider sense of the word, but also, and that is more relevant to our discussion today, to investment platforms. Um, so instead of having a big lump of software, you would have smaller components that can be integrated into the larger whole and updated much more easily. Um, for advisors, that means access to more flexible and more responsive services. So joining us today to talk about microservices, we have Mike Baker, Managing Director of Finocomp, a software development company that is owned by Bravura, which provides microservices technology to wealth management companies. We also have Bill Vasiliev, Chairman of Novio Global, um, which is a platform that is deploying its microservices capabilities. So Bill and Mike represent kind of both sides of the coin with the provider side and the user side, um, which will give us two interesting perspectives. So um, let's jump in then. Let's talk about microservices. Um, so it's someone who's not maybe tech oriented, uh, who doesn't have that kind of technical know-how of, of microservices. How would you explain the concept of it? Uh, Mike, if you want to get started. So let's roll with this then. So this is absolutely in um, in, in Finicorp's uh, area. So, so we've been founded for a number of years now dealing exclusively in microservices and I guess the easiest way to think about it is rather than having one big box that does a whole load of stuff and there are obviously compromises whatever that box represents it could be IT it could be a shopping center it could be whatever it is to get things to move quickly can be challenging um, so the whole idea around microservices is to break them up into smaller things so if you've got a number of smaller things that together still provide um, capability to our clients of which bill is an example then it enables us to be a lot nimbler a lot quicker to react and, and be driven driven a lot more by people like bill and, and other people in the industry so so it's all about being nimble being able to adapt quickly and, and ultimately providing a better service to our clients hopefully then realizing a better service to our, our customers clients all right Bill, do you have anything to add to um, that, that description of, of microservices? I think that's right. Uh, and I think uh, one of the things that we've missed so far is that when we use these big, we would call them monolith uh, systems as opposed to microservices, the amount of money and time it takes us to regression test, which means when there's a change to the system, you have to check the whole system every time to make sure that nothing uh, else has been contaminated, something you didn't expect. And that is a huge overhead to platforms, which you avoid by using microservices. We, we, we're, we're a fan of microservices. Uh, we've used them for a number of years. So we have a, a combination really of your, your monolith systems with microservices attached to it. And more and more, we're moving down the microservices route. And so can you um, give some examples of, of microservices that are available right now and, and which are um, being developed? Um, Mike, if you want to um, give some examples. 
Yeah, sure, Chloe. So, so we've had, and, and, and forgive me, I don't want this to be a sales pitch, right? I don't want this to be a discussion and, and hopefully everybody continues listening and, and enjoying themselves. So so we, as Infinicom, have a number of, of microservices available for a while. So so exa an example of that would be our cost-based engine, so a CGT calculator. We also have a model manager. So, so and this isn't a, a platform bashing exercise, but, but certain parts of the industry do some things very, very well. Um, and there are always spaces and there are always gaps. So historically, we've always tried to get into those areas where perhaps the platforms have not specialized, but for sure within Finacomp and within the wider group that Finacomp now operates, um, there is a move towards this this microservice capability. So so I know from conversations, just like Bill was saying, um, that, that clients can get frustrated with long test cycles clients or customers of our clients can get frustrated by um, speed to market um, how quick you can change the cost of testing a major release from a platform for example so the whole idea about microservices both now and going forwards will be to try and remove that as much as possible and i've got visions for the future where just like i don't quite understand how my own phone, iphone upgrades overnight I kind of want the industry to be ultimately looking to try to get to that. We shouldn't necessarily, or everybody shouldn't have to understand how it works. We just need to have confidence that when we want to deploy stuff quickly, we can do. So I can provide Bill a better service and Bill in turn can provide his clients a better service. And so Bill, um, at Novia, what um, are some of the microservices that you're looking to to add into to, yeah, to, add to the capabilities? Yes. So uh, Mike mentioned the uh, CGT calculator and model portfolio manager. Attached to that, you can have things like just basic illustrations or all the different portfolio construction tools that are sitting alongside the platform. And uh, we would look to build more and more microservices. So things like uh, taking charges, taking charges, uh, all the charges that you take on, on the uh, system we would develop that using microservice technology. And, and more and more, it, it will all become over time microservices. And so what would you say are the biggest, the main benefits for, for advisors? Obviously there's, there's this idea of, of flexibility, it gets updated more, more quickly. Um, what would you say um, yeah, are the main, the main benefits? If for advisors, uh, we're, we're doing things that probably we wouldn't do if it wasn't for microservices. It allows us to work with different suppliers uh, and it allows us to work with new suppliers coming into the market rather than be uh, tied to, to one supplier. If you're tied to one supplier, you're, you're also very, very tied to their, their uh, production cycle. And by using different suppliers, uh, you can cut speed to market immensely. And, and there's always a shopping list of things we want to do always that we want to do and that advisors want. And uh, the microservices allow us to, to fill that hole. For one thing, we probably couldn't do it if we were just tied to one supplier. So uh, it's, it's all around this speed to market, flexibility, but actually giving more choice as well that we couldn't do without it. And Mike, what would you say are the, the benefits to advisors? I would totally agree with Bill in the first point, I guess. Um, so my wife was a financial advisor for for 15, 20 years, so I'm well aware of some of the frustrations um, within that community. And, and I think as a, a, a as an industry, we maybe haven't listened enough and perhaps reacted appropriately enough at times. Um, and I think, I think for me, the real opportunity here is that 
advisors should talk to um, those uh, platforms they deal with and, and, and hey I'm happy for advisors to talk to Finicom too so if anyone wants to speak to me that's great and I think the industry should listen and I think the the ability that microservices gives the industry and not just from Finicom but across whoever decides to provide capability into this area um, should react so there is opportunity so as Bill says there you know, Bill wouldn't be tied to a single provider. And I have to accept that because of that, we have more competition. But ultimately, competition provides innovation. It, it provides growth. It provides challenges where it ultimately the product should be better. So, so again, if I can provide better kit for my customers, then, then that, that betterness should be passed on to, to, to their customers too. So, so to me, I think it's, a, it's an everybody wins type methodology here. Right. Um, and when we talk about tech integration and, and microservices on platforms, we talk sometimes about this idea of, of plug and play. Um, what should that look like, do you think, Mike? Oh, that's a really good question. So so today in the future, I think will be different. So at the moment, um, or maybe historically, so historically, there's been a bit more specific integration patterns. So by integration, we're basically saying, I've got a really cool piece of uh, capability. It's a microservice A. How do we integrate that to platform A or platform B? And we always try to develop ours as generically as possible so that they can just plug in. But we do live in a world where, where data is key and technology is king and all of these other things. So, So we need to be fully aware that as an industry going forwards, I want us to try and, and all stand behind more um, perhaps industry level practices, i.e. can we integrate in a more consistent approach? So again, if I go through back to my slightly cheap iPhone analogy, um, and it's not as complicated, I know it's not as complicated, but in principle, if we can get some common integration approaches going and, and another day maybe Chloe we can talk about streaming and, and Kafka and all of these other technologies that, that are now available to us all and um, perhaps as we move further towards that we can create more of a plug-and-play environment and, and my dream world would be maybe five years from now Bill will effectively have a list of capabilities that Bill wants to satisfy from his advisor group telling him what they want to see and then Bill should be able to go to market and say I want that one that one and that one and they could be from three different suppliers and then bill provides that service right and, and everybody wins mm. and so bill from your perspective what do you think about this this idea of plug and play yeah i'm never quite quite sure exactly what it means but uh from from my perspective uh, differentiation is very important and the ability to differentiate our platform from others and we've had a number of firsts in the market. And as I mentioned earlier, one of the big frustrations is with the, <clears throat> the monolith type technology. Uh, if, you, if you're tied into that, you're tied in not only to your own development timescale, but also the suppliers. So uh, I, I look at it very much as uh, how do we differentiate, differentiate ourselves in the market? Be <clears throat> because once, once you put some new tech in the market, if it really works, Others will copy it, that's a, f a fact, but you've probably got a year's leading them to uh, exploit that. And this is a never-ending race. Everyone's trying to do the best thing for their clients. But the ability to differentiate has certainly been one of our strong, uh, strong messages and one of the things we really take to market. 
Um, and so we've talked obviously about the the opportunities, the um, the flexibility, the differentiation, etc. What do you think are some of the the challenges to the implementation of of microservices? Um, if we start with with you, Bill, this time, uh, I think what, one of the big challenges is probably the uh, it's a bit of a disruptor to the technology providers, and the, their financial model will will be under stress and will have to change. And uh, that is something they've they've got to wrestle with, really. And also, if you've got uh, a big monolith system in place, I think the only way you can really do it is chip away at it, you know, one bite at a time, and uh, gradually over time uh, replace it. And because really you're into a type of uh, replatforming exercise, and that's where masses amounts of time and money are spent and indeed wasted a lot. So I think it's very much uh, eating the elephant one bite at a time. Um, and what do you think, Mike? Again, I agree with Bill, right? If, if we were sitting here trying to replicate the Sky News program where one person's for and one person's against, I think we're doing a bad job of it, right? So so for me, um, it, it, it's absolutely about what Bill was saying. Um, I think it's important that if if this is where the industry is going then we collectively need to go there so by that i'm i'm kind of implying that we need more access to data we need more access to platforms we need modern integration approaches to them so again if we ignore the tech you know data is king you know i don't want and and certainly my wife would back me up we shouldn't have advisors multiple keying the same piece of data so therefore we need to have data that moves around a lot easier so for me it's a it almost feels a level above, say, Bill and I, where the industry collectively, and that includes the platform providers, and in that includes my parent company, so Bravura, and of course now Finacomp are part of Bravura, then the integration there is going to be a lot easier perhaps than it could have been otherwise. So so for sure going forward, it's all about everybody opening up. Um, you know, People talk about open architecture a lot, and, and ultimately that's what it's trying to do. It's trying to say, make it more available so that we can all compete in the same space. And again, that should drive down Cost because we integrate easier. It should drive down the bills costs and the industry costs because they don't need to test the big box every time and spend seven, nine, twelve months doing so. They can just spend a comparatively short period of time testing that specific thing that they're focused in on the changes for. Yeah, I think with any um, innovation like this, the main challenge is always kind of convincing people of the value of it and of, of leaving kind of old, um, old ways of, of doing kind of behind. Do you think that as a whole? Um, the industry is is open to to this idea of of implement of creating microservices and moving in that direction. Yeah, I think I, I did say that uh, one of the things is the, the the financial model of the tech providers is changing, and uh, there'll be some a, a, a lot of income from providing the big monolith systems will disappear. But it's one of those things things like this happen, and if you don't change with the, the world and try and ha- hang on to what you've always done, uh, you'll wake up one day and you'll have nothing left. So you have to find a way to to uh, make that change uh, and, and, and just live with it and move, move with the times. Great. I think platforms have, have done incredibly well for a period of time. Um, what Bill was describing earlier is the monoliths. I think they were uh, you know, they're, they're complicated things by their very nature. They deal with a lot of legislation. They deal with a lot of money in, money out. 
but ultimately, I think the world has moved. And I think, again, the industry needs to move with it. I think if we'd spoken about the cloud maybe five years ago, we probably wouldn't have anticipated the excitement and the progress the progress to the cloud that, that now everybody's so keen to do it at 100,000 miles an hour. And as Bill quite rightly says, I think there's a time that those big suppliers will need to think, right, we either need to catch this train or we're missing it. And, and there are plenty of examples in the past, you know, the whole video, Betamax, you know, VHS, you can go back to Kodak, you know, things will never change, they work just fine. Well, history um, uh, history proves that isn't necessarily the case. So, so hey, adaptation, moving on, always good things. Absolutely. And so finally, um, how do you, and maybe that's quite a big question, but how do you envision the future of, of microservices and you know, the future of platforms as a whole and the role of microservices within it? What do you think, Mike? So I think going forwards, we will have, and, and our, our clients at the moment will have the opportunity to build a platform using microservices from multiple suppliers and the integration of them will be so much better than it is today. So that will ultimately release costs from the platform business, or not the platform business, from our clients' businesses. That should then enable those cost savings to be pushed on to, for example, build customers. So so for me, I'm passionate about um, people getting advice. I know advisors are passionate about providing that advice. And certainly for me at Infinicomp, it's all about how do we help to enable that? Because in my mind, the cost of living is only going one way for the next period of time. And that's when advice and providing wealth to individuals gets more and more important. Um, so if we can be part of that that challenge and providing that advice, then I'm happy to be so. And that's my soapbox rant over, Chloe. <laughs> Right. And so what what about you, Bill? How do you envision the, the future of, of microservices? Well, we, we're, uh, we're committed to uh, utilising microservices much more widely on our platform. And I think uh, we, we are very much in the advice market and we're always trying to do things to, you know, to, uh, to work with advisors, provide them with tools to do their, job, their jobs better. I think we were the first people to introduce online portfolio construction tools in a previous life, back in 2001. And uh, we, we talked about uh, taking all the grunt work away from, adv- from advisors and allowing them to focus on giving advice. So I think they'll see more facilities, more new things coming to the market. We're very, very often, almost all the time in conversations with uh, suppliers about providing new tools so I think they will see it happen more quickly and perhaps a bit more differentiation between platforms as to what they provide. Um, Bill and Mike thank you so much for being here and thank you everybody for listening if you'd like to get in contact with us about this episode we're on Twitter at New Model Advisor or feel free to get in contact with me directly I'm cmelly um, m-e-l-e-y at citywire.co.uk thanks everyone and uh, we'll see you next week. Thank you.